You're listening to Kaleidoscope, America's number one radio magazine. Stay tuned for more. My name is Chandra, and this is my radio show, and it's called Just a Thought, or Just One Thought, and this is just a little 15-minute show that I do to kind of talk about life and talk about different ideas about life and different ways of looking at things, and today I'm going to talk about emotion and talk about, you know, processing emotion and just the different theories that I came up with just recently. But right now, I'm going to pause for commercial break, and then I will come right back and start the show. It sits there looking like a candy bar in a nice orange wrapper, right? Reese's nut rageous. Then you take a bite, and it blows your eyeballs to Pluto, kicks your ribs to the roof of your mouth, pounds your taste buds into a simpering puddle of pulp, and leaves you for dead. Want one, don't ya? Reese's Nut Rageous, so loaded. You don't eat it, you survive it. If you can talk to a friend, you can talk to someone who needs one. Find out how easy it is to make a difference in your community by becoming a volunteer. Call the Points of Light Foundation at 1 800 59 Light. That's one eight zero zero five nine five four 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 three. Do something good. Feel something real. A public service message from the Points of Light Foundation and the Ad Council. Okay, so I'm back. So that first song I played is The Legend of a Cowgirl. It's um, Imoni Coppola or Coppola. And that's kind of like... My whole idea when I came to California, I'm from Cincinnati, and kind of struck out to be, you know, going to a different town and meet new people and do different things. So that's why I played it. It's kind of cool. And upon my journeying here and setting myself up here, it's been four years in June, which is not completely right around the corner, but it's coming up. And I've learned so many things about myself and about life and about my perspective. And I I just want to share, you know, the different things that I've learned with the radio listeners, if there's anyone out there, or even just hear back for myself. Because I've noticed that when I talk about something, 
it does make me feel better. And I've noticed that when I listen to it back, it helps me to gain perspective. It's just like when, you know, you talk to a friend and you're listening to them and then you help them gain perspective. So actually, I wanted to talk about emotions. And I used to believe that the whole idea was to understand that we cause our emotion by what we choose to see. And I do still believe that the filter that we run everything through, our perception, our awareness of ourselves and how we fit with ourselves, now we fit with the universe, now we fit with everything around us, affects the way we feel about different things. And our attitude is what really can cause us to, you know, feel negative or positive or upset or joyful or whatever. But I do think that what I've come to realization of is that emotion itself is a process that is very rewarding. And one of the things that we understand is that we release chemicals in our body. And if we think about the chemicals that gets that get released when we have an emotion, we don't really know. We, we know that we feel something. We know that we feel something physically when we're upset. We feel a lump in our throat. We feel the need to cry. We feel the need to release something from inside. But we don't really think about that in a chemical type of way. We don't really think of that as having an effect on us chemically. But it does. And we don't really feel, you know, like we understand what it does. Like what the need for emotion is and what the actual, you know, outcome of emotion is. But if you think about it, I was talking to um, my boyfriend and his friend, and we were having a conversation. And we do kind of believe, and we have to agree, that when you're done going through the emotion, you feel a release. And when you understand the emotion and understand, you know, what you learned from the whole purpose of everything, it's kind of like a freedom. It's kind of like a high. It's kind of like a euphoria, maybe an inner peace, maybe an inner calm as well. And what we kind of came up with is if there were stages of an emotion, you know, the stages of the emotional process are more important than just feeling the emotion or just even getting to the end of the emotion. And emotional bypassing is when you, you know, you want to get to the end of the emotion to learn the lesson rather than going through the emotion because it's so draining and it's hard to go through and it's a process that takes a minute. And... I realized that you really can't get the outcome that is so beneficial for you and for your growth as a person, as a psyche, and as a personality unless you actually go through the whole process of the emotion. You can't emotionally bypass. And people will sometimes tend to want to do that. They want to, you know, not have to go through the emotion because it takes so long. So that's kind of what I'm talking about right now. I'm going to pause for another commercial break and then I will come right on back. This is what sex is like in an ordinary condom. This is what sex is like in a new Durex condom. Feel what you've been missing. Set yourself free with the most exciting condoms ever made. New Durex condoms for ultimate sensitivity. Now safe sex doesn't have to feel that way. Set yourself free with new Durex condoms. Durex. Durex. Okay, so I'm back. So I like that commercial. It's pretty funny. So basically, what is the process? 
what is the actual process of an emotion? And this is something I never thought of before. The first part of the emotional process is the buildup. Now, when I think of buildup, I think of how you're sitting in the room, you're getting irritated, the person's talking or the event is happening, something is happening to irritate you, and then it builds up. And it builds up to the point where it's just a breaking point. And then you get really mad outwardly, you leave the room. That's not the buildup, though. What the buildup is, is once you leave the room, and you are thinking about the emotion, you are marinating in the emotion, you are thinking about what happened, you are going over it in your head, you get a little bit more emotional. And that's when you may cry or may, you know, depending on how upset you got, you have to release in some way, shape or form. I never thought of that before. So I do believe that that would be the first part of the process of the emotion. So then here's the question. If you're irritated and you know you're irritated, and you're sitting there and you're like, that just really, you know, upset me. I'm, I'm starting to feel that buildup of emotion. If you then leave, if you then go away, then you're still going to think about what made you leave. And that is still going to be a buildup. And that is still going to be part of the emotional process. Now, is it going to process quicker because you didn't let all the input in. You only got a little piece of input, you let that marinate, and then it built up, and then it processes. So it's a small amount to process, so it goes quicker. And I kind of think that, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Because if you sit there, and you are irritated, and you let it build up, and you let it build up, and then you finally break, you have all of that input that you still have to then build up even more when you walk away in your mind. And I think I understand that more than I did before. So I think that's the first part of the emotional process. Then I think the second part is actually releasing it, actually going through the physical manifestation of it, crying, yelling, screaming, whatever it is you do when you get going through an emotion of anger or frustration or even hurt. It's just a process of, you know, allowing it to hit you. And then once it hits you, then you react in an outward fashion. And then I think the third part of the process is basically, you know, that feeling that you get after you've spent yourself and now you're looking at it like you're looking at what just happened, what the process was that you went through. And that's why in a relationship it's such a long process because that first part, that buildup, you have a lot to think about. You have a lot to marinate about. And I think that the threat there is marinate versus dwell. And we were talking about this last night. What is the difference? If you marinate over something, you're allowing it to just kind of like come through. You're allowing yourself to feel it. You're allowing that process to happen in a natural flow. If you dwell on it, you get stuck. You get stuck on one idea. You get stuck on something that happened. And then you decide to instead of just let it process, let it go, you blame you push your own buttons, you, you know, you look at the person or you look at the event and you say, it's that, that's what did it to me. That's who did it to me. Instead of allowing it to process in a way from beginning, middle to end, you're stuck on the beginning. You're stuck on what you're processing. You're stuck on why you're processing it. And in fact, maybe that's the whole thing. When you dwell, you're asking why. Instead of asking, you know, how, you're asking why. Why do I feel this way? Why is this happening to me? Why am I in this position? And that's dwelling because you're not looking at the purpose of the whole entire experience as a purpose. So then you get to the end of it. 
you don't dwell, you marinate, you go through it, you cry, you scream, you yell, whatever, and then you're on the other side of it, and then that's the last part of the emotional process. And a lot of people, how they get through that last part is they vent to a friend, and then they gain perspective, or they write it down, they read it, and they gain perspective. But either way, they have to get it out. Some people may stuff it. Now, does that mean it's really gone through? Does that mean you really processed it? I don't think so. I think it's just kind of like on the back burner to be reevaluated later, and it could come up, and it can tie into other conversations and other emotional you know, outpourings and other you know, possibilities of other events that set you off. So I think that last part is actually the most important part because that is where you get the gift. That is where, at the end of it all, you feel like you gained something from it. You feel like you understood something from it. You're no longer playing the blame game. I mean, yeah, well, I'll chalk it up to the fact that, you know, I guess I should have known who my friends are. Then I'm, I'm kind of playing the, game, the, game, the blame game, but at least I'm getting something from it. I know now what my button is. I know now what my sensitive spot is. And self-knowledge is what's really going to help us along our journey. If you know that you have a button of rejection or of not belonging, then you know if there's something that you know somebody does, if they act coldly towards you or they push you away, that that's going to key off that button of rejection and insecurity. If you know that when it happens, then maybe it's going to process quicker. You're not going to play the blame game. You're not going to blame them for how you feel because you understand that you feel a certain way based on your own button. And you're going to go through it quicker. So self-monitoring and self-knowledge is really the key to understanding how to get through anything. And that's what I believe. So I've been talking about emotion. This is one of my favorite songs. It's by Nika Costa. So have I with you. Listen to the words. Thanks a lot. This has been Just One Thought. Oh.